The, all the heavy hitters will tell you that being consistent is basically your only free lunch. You have to follow consistency and be consistent in order to get consistent results. This is the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan, where we interview local real estate investors and professionals to go over tips, tricks, and investing strategies to help you learn about the business and to enable you to achieve your financial goals. And now, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today, we have Ryan Dixon. Ryan works for reiprintmail.com, a one-stop shop for all things direct marketing. In this episode, we'll go over the best direct mail strategies to generate leads to get more deals. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the show and leave a review. We release episodes every Wednesday and Sunday and release the show notes on our site, everythingrei.com. Enjoy! Thank you so much for being on the show today. Go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know who you are and how you got into real estate. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Ryan Dixon. I work for reiprintmail.com. Um, I got into real estate at a very young age. So I bought Carlton Sheets at the age of 13. People probably don't know who that is, but was one of the original gurus. So was a real estate investor young with my father. Actually got into business, opened up some convenience stores, ended up selling them and got more into real estate after that. And I found this company that I work for now where I get to work with real estate investors all day. It's a great job because I get to find out what works where and the new things, the new tricks. There's always, there's always different ways to do things in real estate. And I'm really fortunate to be able to hear those every day. And every day is a different adventure with a, a different uh, real estate investor. So basically always been a fan of real estate and uh, it's my passion. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear your tips that you've learned from just being on the job. So before we get into that, why don't you go ahead and let us know a little bit more about reiprintmail.com. Sure. So reiprintmail.com is a full service print house for real estate investors where you can walk through an entire campaign from uh, doing uh, postcards uh, or letters, uh, buying a list. You can um, even in, uh, add cold calling to your direct mail campaign. You can uh, set multiple drop campaigns. So let's say you wanted to set up a campaign that lasts for the next year. Uh, you could do that with multiple drops. You can basically pick an entire campaign, model it from start to finish. Um, and then if you need help, somebody like me gets a hold of you and uh, we reach out and kind of coach you through the process. So I'm a direct mail specialist. That's what I do. It's the way I like uh, to describe myself. Basically, that's about it. It's, it's just direct mail there. Now, when it comes to strategy and how to build lists and things like that, we really recommend that you um, take the option of reaching out, talking to us and just kind of taking advantage of, uh, of our experience. So for those of uh, my audience who doesn't know, you want to explain what direct mail is? Yeah. So in the context of real estate, it is reaching out to either buyers or sellers with a letter or a postcard or something kind of in between, maybe a really unique mail piece and either getting them to engage you uh, to either purchase their property at a discount or a buyer uh, to create a relationship so that you have them uh, on a buyer's list so that when you get properties, you can engage them and, and sell the property. Or there is a lot of cases where you can take a property that you already have 
and then actually put it onto a direct mail piece and send it to cash buyers directly saying, hey, I got this property. Do you want to buy it? So those are the three main methods and, and pretty much those ways. Now, it gets more creative than that, multi, multi-unit mailing to find duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, even apartment buildings. There's all, we can also pull uh, lists that allow you to find the money that you need to get the job done. You can use mail for all those things. When I first got into the real estate investing business and I heard that people were using mail to get business, I was like, this is some antiquated stuff. How is direct mail even effective? If I were to do an ad campaign, I would think to go to Google or YouTube or Facebook. Why, why does mail still work? Well, it all works. And the, and the main idea is cost per lead. So cost per lead for mail is usually sitting somewhere around the cheapest acquisition behind like bandit signs and driving for dollars. So it's usually a progression. So when you're a new real estate investor and you don't have much of a budget, they mostly start at uh, getting a list, skip tracing it, cold calling it, um, driving for dollars, doing bandit signs. And so ultimately when they, when they do those things, they get a deal and then they got that money and they go, okay, I want to do it again. So then they do another deal, but then at a certain point they go, I want to scale up. And so generally that's when mail comes into play. And for most investors, even the real heavy hitters that do 40,000 pieces a month, those guys still always use mail because it's always worked and it will always work because you, you can't unsubscribe, right, to the mailbox. So you'll always be able to get mail. And, you know, emails and, and things like that, they work, they do. It's just the phone call rate and the uh, open rate of emails and, and other things usually take a longer nurturing period, whereas mail is they're calling you, they got the letter, they're interested, they generally want you to just talk to them for a while you nurture them for a small bit and then you're getting a meeting. So it's very cut and dry. It's very, very simple. But, you know, at the same time, we make it more technological. So we have invented things in our company that make it more technological to where you can use text message and email and and things like that alongside your mail. So to answer your question, because it's always worked. And so that's really kind of the safe space. You've got pay-per-click and you've got other things that do work. And uh, our advice is you need to use all of them. You know, people live in silos. Some only respond to social media ads and pay-per-click. Some only respond to mail. And of those, some only respond to letters opposed to postcards as well. You know, some people only respond to text. So it's smart to do all of the above. It's also expensive. So uh, most people start with mail, get some deals, and then usually expand out to other things and, and more marketing mediums. Do you know the average cost per lead and cost per acquisition? It definitely varies uh, by market. It's better to kind of talk about what to really expect when doing a mail campaign. So most of my mail campaigns that I do all around the country have a tendency to land, you know, in between half of a percent response rate and one and a half percent response rate. Now we have some that go uh, way over that, but if we look at that, and let's just use 1% because it's easy math, right? So let's say you send out a 1,000 pieces. You should expect at 1%, somewhere around 10 phone calls, 15 phone calls if we go 1.5%. And so of them, you're going to have some tire kickers. You're going to have some take-me-off-the-list people. And then you're going to have a couple of good long nurture leads, maybe two or three. And then you're going to have a couple of people that really want a meeting and they want to talk to you. But the thing is... That mail, let's say, with what I'm recommending in you know, California, per se, you know, that may cost six, seven hundred bucks. Right now, uh, we agree with a bunch of the other coaches around 
of the United States that it takes about 20 phone calls to get um, one deal. And that's of those two or three or four good leads that you get. That's, that's really the ones we're talking about. So, you know, it's going to take 3,000 pieces, 3,500 pieces to really bag one deal, but you're still going to have a bunch of follow-ups that you need to keep nurturing. And that's the great thing about males. It scales up if you keep doing it. But when we talk about cost per lead, it really depends on your response rate. And let's say, for instance, it's, it's harder to get a response rate in like Austin, Texas, or even worse, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, because of competition than it is in, let's say, the state of Kansas, basically anywhere. And, and because there's less competition, um, in which case you get a much higher response rate. So cost per lead would be way different in a place where you get two and a half percent than uh, where you would get a half of a percent. Does copy it matter? Like what I write on the actual letter or is it just more of a, hey, I'm reminding you consistently. That's why I'll call you. Good question. It does matter. And actually we find um, over the years that ugly is the key. So the card really needs to stand out. It needs to be bright. And there's different colors that right now we're having a very pink summer Uh, maybe the purples, yellow, bright yellow always does well. But the thing is that uh, different colors are the it color at different times. But the main thing that stays the same is it's kind of, it's not really beautiful and, and it doesn't have a whole bunch of different designs on it. It's very simple. It's to the point. We, we call it ugly in the business, but ugly matters. Why do you think that is? We don't know. And a lot of times, to be frank with you, we don't, we don't know why things work. We just know what works because we do so much of it. You know, we went down that road. You know, we're a 27-year company. And the thing is, we went down that road many times and made uh, beautiful cards and tested them ourselves because we're real estate investors too. Our owners are real estate investors. We have real estate investors running all around our office. And the thing is, you know, we try them. We came to that conclusion, and so did our competition as well, that it just doesn't uh, make sense to make a big, beautiful card because your response rate just isn't there. So the more, I guess, obnoxious and flashy, I mean, it looks kind of scammy, right? A giant Layolo card, I guess that works. Better than a professional letter. Yeah, way better, way better. Now, letters are a little bit different story. We're really talking, I guess, a lot about postcards. Letters, if just basic to the point with a nice logo, maybe a nice picture, and the words really matter in a letter. But, well, the words really matter, but you have to get to the actual meat and potatoes of the letter, right? You got to get to the words. So the opening is really important. So the envelope is the first thing to get past. So having an envelope that's enticing and maybe putting something on it like do not bend, you know, or having um, a priority envelope that gets opened a lot more, or even a self-mailer that the week we have one that's called um, AccuPeel, where you peel it open and it, it's almost like opening a lottery ticket. You have to entice the open. And so once you do that, then the words matter. And people, sometimes people only respond to letters. That's why we recommend doing, you know, maybe a postcard and then a letter and then a postcard in most cases. The but I got to say, I have a lot of campaigns going around the country where if it's not broke, we live by this. If it's not broke, we don't fix it. So if we send out a postcard and then we send out another postcard and the response rate's amazing, we're not going to fix that. We're going to keep doing that because our job is to get you as many phone calls as possible. And so when we start to see it kind of slack off a little bit, we change it up. And we do that based on what's working in the area or what has worked in that region of the United States, because we find that in regions of the United States, people react the same, even though the population may be different. So we find that our markets like in Chicago, even though it's very different geographically, and it's kind of far from St. Louis, I'm in St. Louis, but our people react to the same thing. So maybe because we're in the center of the United States. Again, we don't know why, 
We just have a lot of tests going on out there with a lot of customers. So we have a tendency to lean towards whatever's getting the best results uh, unless a customer really wants to get out there and test something that hasn't been done yet. Mm -hmm. And have you seen a difference between response rates for letters or postcards? Like which one is better? Um, You know, if the letter is, let's say the letter is um, really honed in and you've worked for um, a year or two sending letters and you A-B test, very important to A-B test your mail, and you A-B test what uh, works and what doesn't inside of your letter. We had an instance with a guy who did 20,000 pieces a month and we moved his logo from the left to the middle and it increased the response rate by almost half of a percent. But, you know, why? We don't know why. Again, not very sure. And whether that was even it, who knows? Could have been the season. Whatever the case is, you A-B test and you figure it out. Then a letter can do really well. The problem with that is that to A-B test is expensive. And so when you, you have to do a lot more A-B testing with letters than you do, let's say, with a postcard that's very straight up. It looks like an advertisement. They expect it to be an advertisement and you don't have to try to get them to open it. But again, some people don't respond to postcards. They just throw them away. Uh, multi-unit listings or multi-unit condos and, and buildings like that, I have a tendency to do better with letters. Uh, whereas right now I'm kind of in a postcard mode. Um, six months ago, I was in a letter mode. So the marketing winds change. Can you kind of go over the best strategies for how to do a marketing campaign? Um, the money's in the list. So I would say that, you know, be really, really careful with pulling a list. And talk to someone who's pulled lists before. This is the most important thing. Today, I talked to a few clients that were new and and they were sure that the list that they pulled was fine. Oh, no, no, the list is fine. And then I went in and started asking them, did you omit MLS listings so you're not competing with agents? Did you take out bank owned? Did you use at least one bedroom or one bathroom so that you can at least filter out the land? There's a lot of techniques that you need to use when pulling your list that are so important. And if you don't do that, It's really simple. You're not going to get a good response rate. We have a saying in mail that you can send a really bad mail piece to a really good list and still do well, but you can send a really great mail piece to a really bad list and you'll do awful. How are you guys even getting your lists? We've been around a long time. So we have deals with CoreLogic. A lot of them are going to know it as list source. You know, we have uh, AccuData where we pull strange lists, you know, like um, ailments lists and, and age lists and radius lists and things like that. But 90% of our lists are pulled out of um, the smart system, the Kink Clothier smart system with REWW. We have just gotten better results off, off smart over the years. And um, so we stick with that. I pull, you know, Today, even I, I pulled three lists out of Smart. And the thing is that I trust it and the data is accurate as I have seen. And anytime you pull a list, you're going to have data that, that's on and off. But Smart System, for me, is where it's at uh, when you're pulling lists. And you mentioned earlier that you A-B test a lot to see what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But you're probably not going to be able to A-B test with just 100 pieces. So what is like that number that, that, that they should be investing so that they're getting a decent response rate and they can actually start testing what works and what doesn't work? Sure, sure. No, great question. So we kind of revert back to that response rate. If we use the 1% rule and you send out 1,000 pieces of mail and you get 10 phone calls, 
and of them, maybe only three or four are good, you, you need to get 20 good phone calls to be able to close a deal. That's statistics. So we try to keep everybody in the realm of reasonability and, and, and statistically probable in order to get a deal. But sometimes people just don't have that budget. So the key is that you got to think of it this way. If you can't do the 3,000, 4,000 or 5,000 pieces, and by the way, the magic number, if we said anywhere in the country, 5,000 pieces is probably where that's at. You know, where in St. Louis, you could do 3,000 pieces and get a deal. It may be in a, in a really flooded market like Atlanta or New York, you might need to do 5,000. But some people can't afford the, you know, 2,200, 2,800 or 3,200 bucks it might cost to do that. So if they can't afford that and you start at 1,000, and I never recommend doing less than 1,000 to my clients. There's just not enough meat on the bone and there's giant price breaks in every company that does mail at around 1,000. Your KPIs are important, your key performance indicators, you got to keep your cost per lead low. And so I never recommend doing less than a thousand. But if you do a thousand, because we're we're statistically outside of that realm of getting a deal, I mean, don't get me wrong, you probably have a 30% chance of closing a deal with that mailing. But that means that really you need to be committing to multiple drops, uh, maybe every 30 days or even better every three weeks. Every two weeks is a little much, but every three weeks, I know some people out there that believe in every week. Personally, I see the best results somewhere in between two and three weeks of every drop. But the thing is, if you do every three weeks, you know, a thousand uh, units for, you know, let's say three or four drops, then you're in that realm of, of being statistically valid and you should close a deal and have some follow-ups. So let's assume that my budget is reasonable. You know, I'm not going to be dropping 40000 a month, but reasonable. I can do 5000 I can do 10000 What's the marketing strategy then? Do I still do it every three weeks? Do I hit the same 5,000 people? Hitting the same people is one of your only free lunches in direct mail, right? Repetition. So if somebody sees your card multiple times, they're more apt to call you. A lot of the coaches out there say, that basically something magical happens, you know, in between the 15th and the 30th touch, right? So the thing is, you beat them over the head with it, and they realize that you're serious, um, and then um, they call you eventually, which can also be done by hitting them with a text and hitting them with a ringless voicemail, and that's also a form of follow-up. So, you know, that's also a touch. Generally, you want to hit the same list over and over and over again until it doesn't provide. But we like to say three to six times at least. Now, there's exceptions. For instance, if you're new and you haven't been doing a campaign for that long and you didn't pull the list correctly, or maybe you're in, a, in an environment where the equity in the homes around you are, are increasing so fast but you pulled 100% paid off homes. And every time you get in front of an investor, they go, well, why would I sell you my house at a discount? Uh, every time I look at Zillow, the value is going up and I don't have a payment. So there, there's no motivation. So then what do you do? You need to repull the list and go after, let's say, 50 to 75% paid off tops so that every person you get in front of has a payment. Ergo, then giving some more motivation and then you're closing more deals. So there's reasons to stop and it's usually at the beginning. But again, working with someone who knows what they're doing instead of just kind of clicking around and, and making a campaign, I think is the magic. You got to talk to someone 
who's been dealing with clients long enough that they know they're not going to get into hot water with you by having you pull 100% paid off homes in, let's say, uh, a really condensed portion of Texas where all of the homes are skyrocketing in value. So it is better to just take that budget and spend it on the same place over and over again, rather than taking that budget and buying, you know, you, I'm going to target this city one day, this other city another day. Yeah. I mean, spreading yourself too thin and you only got limited marketing dollars. Um, you know, spreading yourself too thin is, is a bad thing. And not only that, you didn't really start creating maybe in, in the one area, you didn't start creating uh, a following. The thing is people hold your postcards. They hold your letters. The longest I've ever seen anybody hold a letter was a gentleman that's my client here in St. Louis locally. Um, and he, uh, he actually got a call. Let's see, it was four or six. I think it was six, six years later. And somebody called and said, Hey, I got your letter a long time ago and it, it stuck with me. And so, you know, I put it in a drawer and I kept it. Now I'm in this bad situation. And do you still buy houses? The, the point is you get more and more and more and more of that. And most of that happens, you know, where you talk to people and they go, hey, four months ago, I got a letter or a postcard or five months ago, I got something. The, the more you mail, the more that builds and the more that you remind them who you are. So, yes, it, it's important to, to hit the same list over and over again. But be weary of if you've got list problems you need to stop, reevaluate, and uh, not saying throw the list away, maybe condense it, pull out the bad stuff, put in the good stuff. And uh, that's always a great way to condense your list and, and then, then get a better response rate. What is like the legality of sending direct mail? And if you're an agent, do you have to disclose that you're an agent on your direct mail pieces? Uh, no, you don't have to. And there, there may be some, I'm not an attorney, so I want to make sure that's clear. But I will, I will say this, that... Um, the successful real estate agents that are also investors do not disclose. From what I've heard from all of them, unless you are planning on buying the property, uh, you do not have to disclose. Now, upon buying the property, at one point you have to say, "Hey, look, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent." And so, but what what most real estate agents do, or what they end up finding out, is that if you advertise as an investor and you get ten phone calls and you go to these homes and uh, they go, "Well, I really don't want to sell for that low." And then you as a real estate agent slash investor say, oh, well, then you want retail. You know, I happen to be an agent. Why don't you let me list it for you? And so it's a great way to pay for your marketing if you're an agent. It's fantastic. And it's very inexpensive compared to, you know, uh, just listed and just sold mail, as well as other forms of advertising for agents. It's just tough. It's just a tough, tough market. Um, so it's actually the number one way that I suggest uh, that agents uh, advertise themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess go in as an investor first. If it doesn't work out, you could always list their property. How much does it cost for direct mail? Just use the um, 75 cent range, you know, depending on quantity. If you, if you come in at 75 cents, then you're going to be pretty darn close. And that's including postage, by the way. So if you, if you just say, all right, a thousand pieces, 75 cents, it may be a little less. If you do letters, it may be a little bit more, but it's a nice average. So when you, when you want to price it out, just use the 75 cent range and you'll get really close unless you're under, unless you're under like 500. But remember, I don't recommend doing, if you're doing under 500, I just don't recommend doing it. So like, I guess, where is that next tier break point? If we do like 5,000 to 10,000, where is that change? Yeah. So 1,000, 3,000 and 5,000 are like the most popular when you get to 10,000, huge price break, 20,000, massive price break, and you can really get your, your cost per lead really low. And, but not only that, you're getting so many phone calls, you have to have 
a staff. So that's crazy. So I know someone that does around that science, like 20,000 plus per, per month. So it's not per campaign, but yeah. What does that cost? Um, you'd probably be sitting somewhere around the, uh, 14, 15,000 mark. Okay. 20,000 is 15,000. But you know, when you're doing those kinds of numbers with your mail house, you know, you talk to your representative, you talk to your direct mail partner and you say, look, I'm doing this for a long time and go, you know, I, I, they, they usually of course cater to those people. I mean, those are big accounts. So the thing is, when you when you get to a certain point with your mail, it really, really behooves you to stay loyal, stay with that mail house, talk through any issues, make sure that you understand each other about pricing and everything, because no matter what, everything we do is custom. It doesn't matter. Every piece, every mail piece, every product we have is custom. So naturally, there's issues. And so when you do have issues sometimes, or I send you a proof and and, and you miss it and you miss something on it. Oh, I didn't want that. I wanted this, but it's already printed. You know, the thing is, it does happen. And so you need to be working with your mail house and um, not necessarily jumping around because if you have a great deal and you jump around, you lose all that clout and then suddenly you're at a higher price point. Uh, but there's no doubt that somebody doing a quarter of a million pieces of mail a year is definitely going to get some preferential treatment. Absolutely. So if you don't mind me asking, who is like your biggest client? You don't have to say the name, but like, what are, what are they doing? And like, what kind of like uh, volume in deals are they getting from all this direct mail? I've got a gentleman right now doing 40,000 pieces a month. I've got um, a gentleman right now um, doing 27,000 pieces a month. I've got a handful of 15 and 20s. And the most that I had ever seen uh, go out, I believe, in the office was somewhere around 100,000 a month for, for a short period of time. You know, what kind of deals is when, when you get that big, your lists are the problem. Right. So, so the thing is, you know, in, in an area, you're basically mailing the phone book. Okay. So at that point, when you're mailing the phone book, you don't have as many great prospects, right? You're basically, you're not as uh, targeted as you'd love to be. So your response rate does drop when you're doing that. Let's say, so someone that's doing 40,000 uh, pieces a month will probably close a hundred to 150 deals a year, you know? So at, at that rate, you know, at every house, if, if you're averaging uh, seventeen to $25,000 in profit per property and you're knocking out 15 properties a month, the 20000 is a drop in the bucket, right? It's, it's just your marketing. It's what keeps the engine going. Um, so the thing is that um, when it, it, it goes down to around half of a percent, maybe a little over half of a percent, you know, something like that. So it does hurt your response rate. But at that point, you know, it kind of just comes with the territory. That makes sense. Like if you're mailing too many people now, you have some diminishing returns because you're effectively mailing people who are just not motivated at all. That's right. You're just mailing a lot more. And then a lot of people at that point do just um, mail the phone book. Mm. Okay. So if we work with you guys, you guys give us a custom campaign. So like you would help us do one month is letters, one month is postcards, one month is this or that. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we actually build it right there on reiprintmail.com. If you are interested in doing a direct mail campaign, you can contact me at 314-458-6041. And we're offering anybody listening to the, uh, the, this uh, podcast 10% off. Awesome. What makes, your, what makes your printing company better than the others? Because I mean, there's so many direct mail companies out there, like Yellow Letters, Yellow is Complete, et cetera, et cetera. 
That's pretty exciting stuff. Well, one, we created the Street View Mailer. So that's putting a picture of the property that you're interested in buying on the postcard or mail piece on the letter itself. So we invented that. We cut the first deal with Google and some others followed. But the thing is, we've always been innovative. So really innovation, that's that's what makes us different. Um, so we call that AccuPix, putting the picture of the property on the mail piece. As well, uh, we recently came out with GC Power Mail. It was about 11 months ago or so. It's fantastic. It's been driving huge results. What it is, is a short code that goes on any direct mail piece. So let's say uh, it might say for an instant uh, cash offer, text ABCD to 1234 or call me at, and then there's your uh, contact phone number. When they text that short code, uh, two things happen. One, you as the marketer get an email with inside of a minute and a half with the prospect's first name, their last name, the property address that you're interested in buying, um, as well as their cell phone number that you just captured. And then inside of that same minute, the prospect gets a text message, basically just prepping them for the close saying, you know, thank you for contacting me. I'll be contacting you shortly. If you have any questions, call me here. Um, so it's fantastic. And not only that, most of the time that can be integrated into your CRM for easy organization. That's incredibly unique. We're the only ones in the nation that offer it as well. As far as I know, we're the only ones in the nation that offer a personal caller attached to your mail. So if you want to add personal uh, calling, some people call it cold calling, we call it personal calling. Um, but if you want to add that uh, to your direct mail campaign, um, you can do that per address. Uh, so the mail goes out and then two to three weeks later, the calls start and that uh, campaign continues for a month long after the mail's dropped and we'll call the entire list. Do you guys offer, I guess, calling services in case, let's say I'm working a day job, I don't want to pick up the phone? We don't. I do recommend Pat Live. Pat Live is a fantastic um, service. Finding a good VA too is uh, priceless, right? You need a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. There's plenty out there. You can find them on Fiverr. If you contact me, I can give you some uh, some recommendations. I work with tons of them. So I heard that on your direct mail piece, you should probably only keep your phone number on because if you put your website on or somehow they can just look you up online, then they won't take action and call you. They just look you up online and then sit on it. Is that true? Oh yeah, very true. And and if you get one thing out of this out of this podcast, definitely, definitely um, take that with you. Don't put your email and don't put your website on your mail piece. It lowers your response rate. If you're doing a cash buyer's card, searching for cash buyer's relationships, you can put it on there. That's not a big deal. But when you're looking for sellers, there's two things. One, our attention span as human beings is just low. So the thing is when they go to your website and they look around and then they're taking their attention off the postcard and they were going to call, but they were just going to check out the website first, they end up not calling. Same with the email. All right, I got the email. All right, I got the website. I'll look them up. And then they end up needing you and then they don't remember. And then somebody else mails them and then they call them. But the thing is, what you said is also incredibly important. As a society, we don't type in www dot anymore. When's the last time you did it? I don't, I, you know, I, I rarely do it anymore. I just type in uh, the name of the, the company and usually I can, I can see it right there at the top of the screen from the Google search. I click on it and I go. If they do that, then that means the people who are your competitors locally that are paying for pay-per-click campaigns are going to be above you in the, in the ranking. And then basically, not only did you send your prospect to your competitors, but you paid for it. And that's the worst. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. <laughs>
Absolutely. So are there any final tips that you'd like to give our listeners before we end the show today? Just don't stop. Be consistent. Uh, you know, uh, marketing is up and down and up and down. Mail only works all the time. So make sure and commit to a campaign. That's the best way to do it. When you stop and or you get discouraged because you had one bad, you know, response rate on mail, then everything that you did before that, if you have not closed your first deal, is an expense. You have to stay in the game to be able to get the deals. So don't give up. Take the hill. You, if you're going to be in this business, then you have to be relentless. And so don't give up. Keep doing it. Keep going. And it will work out for you because it works out for thousands and thousands. It really, really works. And so the thing is just stay after it. All the heavy hitters will tell you that being consistent is basically your only free lunch. And you, and you, you have to follow consistency and be consistent in order to get consistent results. It's not about what you did in the quarter. It's about what you do at the end of the year. And so it's about how many deals. So it's just like any other business, you'll you know maybe do bad this month and next month, and then suddenly you close five deals. Well, that's your average. Um, so you, you have to stick with it. You have to be consistent. Nice. How can people get in contact with you? Um, well, you could go to um, reiprintmail.com and kind of take a look around. If you'd like my personal help, you can call me at 314-458-6041. My name is Ryan. That's my cell phone. You can text me. My email is rdixon, that's R-D-I-X-O-N, at gcfrog.com. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, what's up with the frog? That's our mascot. GC stands for our parent company, Graphic Connections. Um, so that's rdixon at gcfrog.com. You can shoot me an email um, and you can also find me on Facebook. I'm there as well. Um, so just uh, look up Ryan Dixon and direct mail. I'm kind of all over the place. We have a great Facebook page too for our clients that hang out. If you want to find deals and if you want to advertise uh, your deals, or you want to just get advice, we always hang out in this group on Facebook called Real Estate Investors Gone Wild. Look it up. I manage it so I can, uh, I can let you in. Awesome. I'll have to check that out after this episode. Yeah, please do. Please do. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and letting us know everything that needs to be known about direct mail. Thanks for having me. Take care. Here are some of the key takeaways from this episode. Direct mail still works and consistency is the only free lunch in this business. You need to stay in the game long enough to see the results. And this field is very experimental. There are a lot of strange results that come out from experimentation, and they're not sure why. Finally, the most important thing you need is a good list. With a good list, you'll get a lot of calls back and a lot of deals. And with a bad list, you'll just be wasting your money. You can find the show notes and resources on our site, everythingrei.com. Hope you all learned a lot. Thanks, and have a great day. This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It'll take less than a second, and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at seanpanrealty at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N-P-A-N-R-E-A-L-T-Y at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a great day.